We should do an episode one day where we don't cut out anything. People will be like, oh my God. Uh, right, yeah, just go through it. This is the Laravel News Podcast, your one-stop podcast to find out about Laravel-related news, tutorials, packages, and more. Here are your hosts, Eric Barnes and Jack Frew. Welcome to the Laravel News Podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to discuss Laracon US 2016, Jack's Homestead Adventures, Code Rabbi's PHP World Tips, Laravel Daily covered 10 packages, and a new ebook by Jeff Madison. I'm Eric Barnes. And I'm Jack Frew. How's everybody doing today? Uh, I'm, I'm asking that as if anybody listening to this can answer. Sorry <laughs> about that, folks. I'm sure you're doing great if you're listening to our podcast, clearly, right? You know, my wife says there's nothing she would rather do than listen to our podcast. Actually, that's not true. She's never said that at all. <laughs> I don't even, she probably doesn't even know that I'm doing this right now. She's just, you know. Yes, mine's the same way. I, I made her listen to the first episode, and then I can't make her listen to the rest of them. So I don't know if yeah. that's because we're bad or we're just boring. I like to think of it that you know, we are so awesome that it's only like there's only so much that a spouse can handle because they're used to us all the time anyway, and that for them to listen to the podcast in addition to being our spouses, like it would just put them over the edge. You know what I mean? That's the way I like to look at it. Right? It's not. It's not that we're boring. I totally, I totally agree with that. <laughs> this stuff is not boring. This is, this is clearly, this is the, you know, the cutting edge of excitement, right? You know, uh, somewhere, you know, Brad Pitt is talking to his wife and she is looking at him with like rolling eyes going boring, you know, but that's not the case with us, right? So, you know, I don't think we have to worry about that. That's true. Yes. So first news item of the day, Taylor Otwell has tweeted the dates for Laracon US 2016. They're going to be July 27th through the 29th. And uh, in case you don't have your calendar handy, that is a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So he's added a day to the conference. Last year, it was two days. This year, it's going to be three. It's going to be back in Louisville, Kentucky again. I really enjoyed Louisville. I thought it was a nice town. I live up in Chicago. The drive down from Chicago to Louisville was very, very enjoyable in the summertime. It, it was weird. You know, you, you, you map quest it out or you Google map it out, and it says it's going to be like five hours. And you think, oh my God, five hours. I just listened to like an audiobook the whole way through. And like before I knew it, I was in Louisville and I was like, oh, this is great. You know, so I, I really enjoyed the, the trip down there. Uh, the other thing I really appreciate with this being a Wednesday through Friday thing, it means that I don't have to take extra days off of work for travel. Like I'll have to take probably like Tuesday off to get down there, but I don't have to take Saturday off, obviously, because I'm, I'm already off on Saturday. Um, so I always like it when a conference is either at the beginning of the week or the end of the week. So in any event, I think it's cool that he's announced it. There are no tickets available right now. He did announce a little bit about who some of these workshop folks were going to be. And, and maybe, uh, Eric, you want to talk about the workshops because that's new this year. Uh, but other than that, you know, he's, I think he's just letting people know he, these are the dates to block off in your calendar. Don't, you know, don't go planning your summer vacation uh, away to Disney World during that time, that kind of thing. So, yes. uh, Eric, do you have any info on the workshops for us? Well, uh, right now... There's three confirmed speakers. There's Adam Wathen, Fideliper, who everybody knows as the server dude. That's Chris, right? Yeah, Chris. And then there's Evan New. Those will be the um, the workshops, which I believe is the day will be that first day, and then the yeah. main the main conference will be the Thursday and Friday. And and Evan New is the guy that created Vue.js, so I think it's safe to say that there'll be at least one session on Vue.js. Um, just a little backstory here. You know, sometimes you look at people's names and you're like. Is it Evan or even like I was, I was talking with Eric right before the the show, and I was like, "How do you pronounce that?" And I thought, "Well, gosh, you know," he said, "I think it's Evan," but but if it was even, then then I just want you to think about this. This following phrase would be true: 
even you can do Vue.js, right? Because that'd be anyway. That's like the worst joke. We're gonna have to cut that out. I thought, um, I thought it was great. It was, it was like funnier the first time we said it. Now that I'm saying it again, I'm like, this guy even's probably gonna like listen to our podcast, and he's gonna be like, that's it. You know, he's gonna have like a blacklist. We're gonna get it's you know, a, kicked off his Twitter a, and all that stuff. Even you can view. <laughs> even you can do Vue.js, right? Like that's yeah. But and that would be like saying Taylor Otwell can do Laravel. You know, if anybody could do it, you'd hope it would be that person. Um, <laughs> So yes, and then also the the dates are actually moved back uh, probably almost a month, I guess, from last year, um, which is nice because last year's hit right around when school was starting, at least for my kids. Yeah, the date got moved. Uh, it's it's moved a month earlier in the year. Is that the month that they did it two years ago? Good question. I think I think it was. Yeah, because I don't remember it ever being around school time until this past year. I just thought going down there in summer was like. That was the bee's knees. That was uh, that was awesome. So, and I have no idea what the bee's knees even like. What, where did that phrase come from? It's the bee's knees. Have you heard that phrase? Do they use that? Oh yeah, that's uh, uh, famous down here in the south. Okay, good. So I'm, you know, I'd fit right in then if I ever moved down there. Yes, you got you uh, got to say more y'alls, but other, otherwise you get more y'alls. Yeah, yeah. I thought about that. There's there's a lot of folks that say y'all when you get down into the south. So I'd have to y'all and uh, sweet tea. You have sweet tea. Sweet tea, and that's uh, the sweet tea means something, or that's a, a beverage that they're ordering. Uh, yeah, beverage, just like cold tea, cold iced tea with lots of sugar in it. I have to share a story. So, a guy I used to work with up in Chicago, uh, he decided he was going to move, and he wanted to move kind of down south. So he moved down to Tennessee, and mm-hmm. uh, we we kind of made fun of him a little bit. And some of you are going to be from Tennessee, and some of you are from the south. So don't don't take this the wrong way. But you know, from up north, of course, you know we're all city folk. Um, you know, we, we said, are you guys, you know, like there was kind of a question about whether they were going to fit in there, right? Because there are all these city folks, right? And in his, in his garage, he had like a Lexus SUV or something like that. Right. And he said something to the effect of, no, it's okay. Because when we moved down here, we got a Ford Explorer. We parked that outside. Now the locals accept us. (laughs) Yeah. You got to have that down here. You got to have, if you have a truck, you got to have it, you know, raised up with big mud tires because, you know, we get so much rain. I'm being yeah. sarcastic, but <laughs> <laughs> for a brief second there, I totally had an image of Eric in his car and it was like pretty awesome. <laughs> you know, Eric's driving around in this ginormous, like oversized, like four by four pickup truck with huge wheels that, you know, like you can't park in the garage because it's too tall. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, uh, no, my my garage stuff. is full. I've got a golf cart in there that we cruise around the neighborhood on. So I, I, we park all the cars in the driveway and the golf cart gets the uh, garage. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, well, like, how does that happen? Where does one get a golf cart? Like, how do you wake up one day and you're like, honey, you know, I've been thinking about our next car and I'm thinking maybe instead of like an SUV or like a, a hybrid, what if we got a golf cart? Like, how does that, well, how does that come so to be? So we, we go down to the, the beach every year, the coast and the little neighborhood where it's kind of like a campground we stay in, everybody drives golf carts around this little, you know, this little city basically. And, um. So that's where that's where the golf carts all came about, and then the girls, my kids, loved riding them. So we're like, "Well, let's get a golf cart," and we, so we have one now. <laughs> now, when you so you don't live close enough to the beach that you can drive the golf cart from your house to the beach, though. No, no, we're we're four hours away, but down at the beach, so we just leave a golf cart down there. At the, um, my parents actually have a little house down there that we leave it at. So you so you'll take it with you, leave it there. Mm-hmm. And then use it for the weekend. And then do you take it back with you or does it stay down there the whole season? No, no, they, they have their own and then we have our own. So oh, they so have their own at the, the beach and then we have ours here at home. So, okay. so we just use okay. theirs when we get down there. 
Okay. Yeah. There was a there was a show that my wife liked watching, and and I would watch it with her from time to time called Cougar Town. Did oh you yes. Ever, did you ever watch that? Uh, some of the, like the first season. I think I think I remember watching. But one of the main characters was uh, this guy named Bobby Cobb, and uh, and he like was like I don't know if he was quite he wasn't quite homeless, but he was like no, the, he lived on a boat. Remember? <laughs> yeah, he was the main character's ex husband, and he lived on like a a dry dock boat, like it wasn't even in the water. Yeah. And he drove around in like a golf cart. So there were many episodes where that golf cart kind of came into things. Like he would take his son to a date or something, and he'd be in the golf cart and things like that. You know? Yes. Penny can. Penny can. Penny Can was awesome. <laughs> Penny Can was awesome. That was actually a great show. I need uh, to get I need to get my girls to start playing Penny Can. I've I totally forgot about that game until just now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great game. It's a great game. We uh, we got a puppy not too long ago, and what my wife had read about because uh, you know the puppies sometimes do things you don't want them to do, like chewing on furniture and stuff like that. Uh, someone told her put a bunch of pennies in a now you know Penny Can the, and the TV show was like a paint can that was huge. But we have like an old, like, I don't know, like a can of soup or something mm-hmm. that's been cleaned out and we have some pennies in there. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I don't know what it is, but you rattle those pennies, that dog is like gone. It's like, I'm stopping, I'm done. Huh. I don't know what that noise was, but I'm out of here. So That's interesting. I've never uh, heard of that. Yeah. You'll have to try that with your dog one day and see if uh, see if the dog appreciates it or not. I'm, I'm going to guess no. No, mine don't. He, he just wants to lay around. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. He's at the perfect age now. Well, if you if you tuned in today to hear the latest news in Laravel, uh, I have to tell you that we are doing great because we have covered one out of our five points so far, and that was Laracon US. Yeah, now now let's let's move on to your uh, homestead adventures. Yeah, we get to talk even more. I almost feel like we should talk about something legitimate, like Coder. Is it Code Rabbi or is it Coder Rabbi? Are uh, there two R's or one? Uh, one. Well, I think I always call it Code Rabbi. I've been calling it Coder Rabbi, and I'm going to have to look this up on Twitter. No, it is Code Rabbi. You're right. There's only one R. Yeah. So that was my bad. So anyway, not to derail you further, this is going to be the uh, this is going to be the longest episode we've ever done. We might just not edit this just for fun and we'll <laughs> watch like our readership will either like triple or it'll drop off completely. Yes. Uh, so Code Rabbi did this. Uh, he did this talk at PHP World, right? Correct. Yeah, it was uh, fifty Laravel tricks in fifty minutes. That's a lot of tricks and a lot of and, and not so many minutes. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see that. Which I, the video might be out. I need to to check and put that in the show notes if it is. The slide deck, I think, for sure is out. I don't know that the video was right. Yeah, uh, but the slide deck is. And is it safe to say that the average listener of this podcast could find the URL for that in our show notes by the time this goes live? There is a good possibility. All right, folks, you heard it right here from the horse's mouth. <laughs> good chance that if you check, uh, what's our URL anymore? It's uh. Is it podcast.laravel-news.com? Yes. That's where you can listen to it on the web if you want to, and uh, where you can also see all the show notes and all that stuff. By the way, uh, I know we don't like to talk stats, but I got to mention something. I was really surprised. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast right now, I would say that I think the stats show that about half of our listens are coming from the website, which floored me because I listen to everything on my iPhone, and I was like, website? You know, who, who does that, right? But apparently everybody does that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that surprised me more than anything too. I was I was thinking it was always going to be like iTunes or you know a mobile device or something, something. around those. Yeah, but the thought that you know half of you go to uh, to the website is I think you know to me it's actually kind of an honor because you know iTunes you kind of I don't want to say you accidentally listen to something on iTunes, but if you subscribe to a podcast, uh, iTunes will download like I think up to five episodes if you abandon it, meaning if you don't listen to any of them. It'll download the next five episodes, and at some point it says, "Hey, you haven't listened to this in a while. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna download anymore." 
but the website stuff, like you have to go do that. Like, so, you know, that's a lot of people deliberately coming to listen to us. So, uh, so thank you for that. I, I, I think it's a great honor. Yes, for sure. But, uh, yeah, check out, check out Code Rabbi's slides. Um, I'm pretty sure you will learn something new that you haven't learned before. I know I did. I, I, you know, the, the bad news is I learned it and forgot it <laughs> since the time I looked at it. But I know there's good stuff there. Yeah, they, uh, there was one that was really, where is that one that I just seen? It was, oh, the, it was one of the very first ones. It was uh, automatic uh, model validation. I've, I've never really seen that or, or used it before. So that was, that was pretty, pretty cool. And that was like the very first tip. So, you know, it just kind of goes from there. What does that do? Like I'm looking at the slide. So you guys are listening to this. You have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, on the speakerdeck.com website where this, you know, if you, the link will be in the show notes, but for the half of you that aren't sitting in front of a web browser and have the ability to go look at this thing, the very first thing is uh, he talks about automatic model validation. And it looks like he's got class post extends eloquent. And then he's got this public static variable called dollar sign auto validate equals true. And I looked at that and I was like, okay, but what does that mean to me? Like, what is that going to do? Is it going to like not accept data that it can't accept? Because like, you know, if my, if my field in the database is an integer, I'm not going to put a string in there no matter what. So like, I, I, I didn't understand quite like, what is this buying me? Okay. I see. I see it now. It's just basically your auto validation. If it's true, then you set your rules. And then if whenever the save method's being called, while it's saving, it'll run through, and if the auto-validate is true, then it'll run through and run the model-validate method. So you can put whatever you want into the validate method, and it'll automatically... So, I follow you. So the validate method, in his example, is empty, but you're saying you would put something in there. Right, yeah. Yep. Okay. That would be basically I your gotcha. validation rules. All right, I see the value of this, though, because now what you're saying is, this is like not even really middleware or anything. It, it would basically, on any save action, it would automatically call that validation piece for you giving you the chance to kind of get in there and take a look at things before they go to uh, to disk, so to speak. Right, yeah, before they're written, yeah. And then, but of course, Laravel itself has the controller validation, you know, that's actually part of it. So it's kind of depends on what, what all you're doing, yeah. To which angle you want to go from, yeah. Uh, we could just go through this whole speaker deck. We'd have like a four-hour podcast, you know, which would be funny because he did the whole thing in 50 minutes, but, you know, but we're, we're I'm slower, so I, you know, he's, Eric's got to explain everything to me in like big letters and, Yes, talk real slow, Jack. Now here's what it means, right? <laughs> nah. So, um, but anyway, that is a, it's a great slide deck. I think it's worth taking a look at. Uh, there's there's something in there for everybody, I'm sure. So, good stuff there. Yes, for sure. So, what else do we have, Eric? Uh, Laravel Daily has created a new um, a new post with a slide deck uh, covering ten Laravel packages that uh, that he enjoys using, and um, you know, go check it out and, and see if you you can pick up some new packages maybe you hadn't used before. Yeah, I really like what that guy's doing on that website. I think he's done a good job. And I think this was from a talk that he must have done uh, uh, wherever he said. He said it was in his home city of, uh, I'm probably going to butcher this, Valin, Vel, Velnius, uh, which is the capital of Lithuania, yeah. Baltic states. And he has a map on there. So uh, anyway, if you happen to be listening to this, uh, then you know thanks thanks for the great work you do on the, uh, on, on the Laravel Daily website. We, we, we need him to record his name and send it to us, and then we can just put it in place. I'm, and that's exactly <laughs> what I would do. Like, it would be like me and my voice, and all of a sudden I'd be like, and this week, and then it would be like, like, it'd be somebody else's yes. you know, voice just saying their name, you know. We'd have, like, a sound bite with, like, a button on the keyboard. We press it, and it says it every time we want to, like, that, that, we totally need to do that. So, if you're listening to this, and you're, uh, is it Povolus Korop? 
Uh, if you could send us a sound bite, that would be fantastic. Because <laughs> I'm sure I just butchered your name, and we don't mean to, because you're doing awesome work. Yeah. Um, speaking of awesome work, so you know, I worked with uh, some homestead stuff. I feel kind of uh, like um, I feel like I've been kind of growing up a little bit in this community. Maybe not in the community is not the right way, but like at least in terms of my knowledge, because I don't know that much. But I feel like I'm kind of getting there slowly but surely. So some exciting things you know a couple of weeks ago eric kind of got on my case and he was like dude you know homestead is where it's at you got to use homestead and uh if you listen to the last episode you know that i actually got homestead installed and that it really wasn't that bad well this time around i did the a little bit further down in the homestead install they tell you how you can use homestead per project and i was really excited because that was that turned out to be really easy too when i did it on now i only did one more i had one project i was working on i wanted to have its own homestead for but i followed the instructions and all the config stuff was automatically set up to point to the directory that I already had the code in. So I didn't even have to move my code to like a different directory or anything. It just worked. Right. One thing I ran into, and I don't know if you guys have seen this before, but in Homestead, they tell you that you can SSH into like, I think it's Vagrant at, at uh, like 127.0.0.1 and then on port 2222. And when I tried that, because I already had done Homestead before, the SSH subsystem came up and said, hey, something has changed. You're trying to get into this thing and we have it recorded as like an okay place to go, but this doesn't match what we have recorded. And I kind of Googled around and one of the things came up and said, well, you can go in and you can, uh, you can delete this SSH file and it, it's fine. And that was one option. And then somebody else said, no, don't delete the whole file. Just open the file and find the entry for that server and delete that. And that's fine. And, and then what I found, and I don't know if this is just me, you know, in the homestead yaml configuration file you get to set a ip address for the machine well when i did the second machine i gave it a different ip address i think the defaults like 192.168.10.10 or something like that and i, I read that off quick because nobody cares about the actual number i, I made it like 10.11 and what i found is i was able to ssh into that address without a port number at all so like ss like vagrant you know what is ssh vagrant at and then like 192.168 like 10.11 in that case without the dash p2222 thing and then that thing worked so I was like, okay, well, that was like about the only thing that I came up with that like wasn't in the documentation. And I only share that here because I figure if I'm new, if I ran into it, someone somewhere is listening to this podcast that's going to go through the same steps and be like, how, how does that work? So I did that. Now, if that was not enough of excitement for like, let's watch Jack grow as a developer this week, I want to share with you folks, I also wrote my first test ever. Like I've never written a test before in my life. I wrote my first automated test. It's not the best test in the world. It's not the most fantastic test in the world, but I actually wrote it and I ran PHP unit and I got that to work. And that was really, uh, that was really exciting for me. I do want to do a shout out to a couple of folks that helped me out on Slack because I had some trouble, you know, when I was trying to figure this stuff out and, uh, and a couple of people came out and helped me out. So, uh, there was this guy named Chris White and another guy named Cohen, K-O-E-N. I think that's how you say it, Cohen, uh, both of which answered a bunch of my questions and were super nice, uh, I think one of the things, by the way, that has really attracted me to Laravel is I feel like everybody I've ever talked to about Laravel, for the most part, like they're all really good people. Would you do you say would you do you agree with that, Eric? Like, have you have you ever run into like a yutz in in the Laravel space? Like, everybody just seems super nice. I have not. Yeah, everybody. Um, the whole community is welcoming and uh, friendly, and it, it's amazing to me. That, that, that's kind of what drew me to it, you know, originally. It, it's amazing to me. Yeah, people are nice, and you know, like I wasn't getting people saying like you dumb, uh, you know, like I don't want to swear, but you know, they weren't saying like you dummy, you should know this, or everybody's born with this knowledge except for you, or things like that, right? I mean, like people are really generally pretty nice, and uh, I feel like I, I don't know if that's accidental or if that's been cultivated somehow, but 
it's a pretty nice thing. And it, I, I think the community aspect alone is why, like, if I was going to tell my wife, like, hey, if you're going to do PHP, you have to do something, I would tell her to use Laravel for that reason alone. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally agree. And, um, yeah, it, and I've been on the other end of that, what you're talking about, e- even in open source communities where it's just like you go ask a question and you're either ridiculed or you're just ignored for days. So so it, it is it is a nice touch, and uh, and the whole Slack room is it's, it's pretty welcoming. So that's that's really great. It really is. It makes it so much easier and so much you know more comfortable. And what's next here? I think we talked enough about me. We've got uh, Laravel Collections Unraveled is a free ebook by Jeff Madison. Yeah, he he launched that this week, and uh, it's up on LeanPub, and you can go uh, download it for free, or you can you know give him a few bucks. But it basically all it talks about is the Laravel Collections and and goes deep into what all you can do with them and how they work and things like that. So tell me, Eric, uh, there's something called the Laravel Collective, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's Laravel Collections. Right. So how do those differ? Well, the Laravel Collective is a group of people that manage the old deprecated packages of Laravel, like uh, like the HTML package or the form package, and there might be one other one. Um, and then Laravel Collections is part of the core, which is uh, uh, basically like array you know, a class making dealing with arrays easier. So like helper functions for things that you would do every day. Right. And in, in of the things that you can do every day, is there anything that you can think of off top of your head? Maybe that would have been covered in this book or maybe not that like people maybe just wouldn't even think to look for because they don't exist in other languages or they don't exist in raw PHP. Yes. Yeah, so the Laravel collections, like if you've ever worked with JavaScript, maybe you've, you've used like the underscore library to me, it has a lot of feel from that, but uh, but it does all kinds of stuff. Like you know, you can call like to JSON, which will convert your you know convert your results to a JSON object. Um, you know, you can count, flatten. There's just uh, there's probably like was that like twenty five or, or thirty different methods you can call in the collections. That's pretty cool. So I'm just on LeanPub right now, and I'm just looking here. So it it is a free book. What's funny is it says suggested. Sometimes what will happen is they'll put the book out there for one price, but they'll suggest a higher price. He doesn't even suggest a higher price, but I noticed that if you give him, uh, I'm trying to play with the slider here, if you give him a dollar twelve, he gets 50 cents. I think the way LeanPub works is they take a certain, like, you know, maybe it's like a quarter plus a percentage or something like that, you know, but it's probably worth a dollar to encourage people to continue to make these little kind of mini ebooks because it's a neat thing to have. And I'd give you, I'd give him 10. As much work goes into an ebook, ten bucks. You're being very generous by giving ten dollars. Jeff's gonna gonna love you for that. He'll probably send you a Jeff Madison T-shirt if he ever has any. But uh, but I think it's good for all of us to throw a buck or two or ten uh, a person's way when they go out of their way to kind of formalize that. Because you know uh, Eric can tell you because he does a ton of writing. Writing is not easy. Would you would you say? I mean, maybe it's easy for Eric. No, I would agree. He's a he's a he's a smart guy. But but writing is not easy. And you know what else is not easy is formalizing. Okay. And what I mean by that is like, for me personally, I have a cheat sheet for Laravel that I've started to build and it's like 15 pages long and each page covers a different topic, right? That cheat sheet is acceptable for me. Okay. I would never cheat. I would never publish the cheat sheet right now because to anybody else, it would look like garbage, right? So the process of taking something that's good enough for you and formalizing it to somebody else's standards, like just where you could say like, here, Eric, take a copy of what I wrote. That that takes like three times as much time, right? Oh, yeah. And and that's what this guy did. He spent all that time and he put that out there. So uh, 
so hats off to you jeff madsen i hope you're listening to the podcast and uh maybe maybe uh a few folks will hear about your work and, and, and help you out there we are recording this on wednesday tomorrow in the united states is uh thanksgiving so uh to celebrate um jack what is uh one of your favorite apps that you're thankful for uh gosh so much pressure here which uh which app am I am I uh, thankful for? I'm thankful for so many. <laughs> I uh, I don't know if I can qualify it down to just one, but I, I I think as it relates to this podcast, I'd have to say the one thing that I'm probably the most thankful for is PHP Storm. Yeah, and the reason I would say that is I've been a PHP Storm user since version one, which sounds really impressive because around version ten right now, you say, "Oh, Jack, you've been doing this for years." But you know, with PHP Storm, they come out with like a new version every six months, so uh, it just means I happen to do PHP Storm like five years ago. But, uh, but I just, I, up until then, I remember there, I remember feeling like there weren't really very many great options that did all the code inspection and like would, what was revolutionary for me, at least at the time was that PHP storm somehow knew what your variables were and it knew them even if it wasn't in the same file and just made, it made writing code a lot easier for me. Uh, so that, that's probably one of my all time favorites. Um, you know, and I, and I respect the guys that write it and it's always been, you know, for me, it's always been fast enough. I know Sublime Text is a little bit quicker, uh, but but you know, PHP Storm is kind of my favorite developer app. Mm-hmm. I guess that, mine would be like Todoist because I use that more than any other app on all my devices. Really? Uh, um, yeah, I like it. I like it for just keeping track of everything I have to do. So it's it's nice there. I uh, I've gone through a ton of to do apps, but never Todoist. And now I have to look this up yeah. here: T O D O I S T. Gosh, I've gone and I feel like I've gone through every one of them. How? What is it about Todoist that you like better than other apps that you've tried? Because I'm sure you've tried them all. I just I don't know. It something about it just stuck stuck with me. I like I like how whenever you're adding new tasks, you can like you can do like tomorrow 8 p.m. You know, in the title, and it'll automatically set it for that date and time that it's going to be due. Okay. Um, I like the little gamification where you get points, you know, if you mark off things of your to-do list. Um, and then, of course, the today and the, you know, the next seven-day outlook. I don't know. I just, I just kind of enjoy the whole app itself. You know, it's, it's uh, really well done. It's nice and simple. Awesome. Well, uh, it may come as no surprise to you, but this week's episode is sponsored by Todoist. And if you use <laughs> yes. the sponsor product code, uh, you know, Laravel News Podcast, no, exactly. that would actually be a pretty funny thing, wouldn't it? If that was like, you know, our sponsor for the week. So, Eric, I think that that wraps it up for a show. I wonder, Eric, so the next couple of weeks, we've got, you know, a Christmas holiday coming up in the U.S. And I can never tell if that means things are going to be slow or if it means things are going to be busy. What's your take? Good question. I think... That we will have what about two more episodes before Christmas hits? Yep. So I think one will be busy and one will not. So, are, is there any upcoming news that you can think of that people should be sitting at the edge of their chair waiting for our next episode for? Uh, five, Laravel five point two is due out in December, so that should be coming up really soon. And when's that new movie coming out? That Star Wars movie everyone keeps talking about. Oh, I, I'm not a I'm not a Star Wars fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> Folks, this is the permanent end of the uh, Laravel News podcast. We thank you for listening. I'm going to go find a different host now. And, uh, you know. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. So, so did you enjoy Night at the Roxbury or no? I don't think I saw that. Was it a good movie? See, now you, I have to ask. So this is off topic. How is it working for Ian? Because Ian, from what I understand, is like a huge movie aficionado, right? 
So is that great because there's these movies that you've watched that he's watched and you guys have all these like insider lines? Or is it horrible because he's like, dude, you need to watch this, or you need to watch that, or you need to watch this? It's it's actually really great because uh, um, I have probably not seen any of the movies. Um, so so the running joke is anytime he mentions a movie or a line from a movie, uh, we just reply and say, "Is Tom Hanks in that movie?" And then, uh, oh my god! So so that's been going on for like two years now, and uh, it's it's really. It's really great. I, I don't watch as many movies as I used to, but there was a time in my life when like movies were like probably like my number one hobby. So like I feel like Ian is like my like my distant cousin or some member of the family. But you, you know what I mean? Like I feel like I know Ian because because of this movie connection. Although I'm sure he's listened or he's he's probably watched a bunch of movies that I have not seen and vice versa. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think the best thing is when you watch movies with your friends and then you know all the insider lines and you 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 say things you know. Um, which, yeah, it's just going to be funny. So, have, have you seen The Godfather? You know what? I have not. <gasps> and the reason, I, the, the reason I'm so excited about this, because I wondered about, I actually thought about Ian and I thought about you this morning. There was a tweet that you could get the whole trilogy on iTunes for like 10 bucks or something. I tweeted that. Was that you? <laughs> yes. Maybe that's why I thought of you. Yes. Is it still out there? It, well, I don't know. I, ended up, I bought it last night because I was like, I got to have those because those are way, well worth watching over and over. I gotta go. I gotta go look for this right now. So, is are those good? Yes. Are yes. they are they good? Yeah. The first one's really good. I like the first one. Uh, the second one's good. The third one I didn't like as much as the first two. Even even the books are good. It's ten bucks. Is that right? Yeah. All right. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it right now. Hope my wife can forgive me for this. <laughs> Buying it right now. Well, it's, it's, now, what if I watch this movie and it completely stinks? Well, uh, I'll send you ten dollars. But it won't. Because it's the best, it's the greatest of all time. Is it really? Well, see, see what makes me mad is uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it like a ninety-seven percent. It's a good rating. Yeah. But then Night at the Roxbury gets like seven percent, and I just don't think that's right at all. So is Night at the Roxbury also very good, or is it? Um, is it like it's very good to me? All right, I will watch these on <laughs> Apple TV later. Now I have to ask. It says here it is the Coppola restoration. Okay, is there a similar debate? in the Godfather loving community as there is in the Star Wars community. So you're not a Star Wars fan, you said, right? right? Yeah. Which is going to cause some some trouble between you and me at some point. So I'm just going to I'm just laying out the future here. Um in the Star Wars world, after the original movies came out, George Lucas kind of came back and he said, "Hey, we've got all this technology now. I could probably put some things in the movie I wanted that I wasn't able to do." He did all that stuff, and then a lot of people are like, "No, you've ruined the movies." When I saw it as a kid, it looked this way. That's how exactly how I want you know my kids to see it, and uh, and and you know and all that stuff, right? Is the same thing here? Like, is there a good version and a bad version of this movie that I, I like? I should go download from some like you know special website or something, or is this one going to be okay? Um, I do not know. I, I assume it's it's good. I started watching it today, and uh, it looked like the one I, I seen originally. So I feel like we need to get Ian on a call. Yeah, because I, I am so not the movie or TV show buff. I I don't know much about it. Okay, about any well, movies or any TV shows other than Penny Can. Penny Can. Penny Can. So uh, I wonder, like, and I always want to do this, but I'm always like, I don't want to get our podcast pulled from the air either. Like, what is the acceptable amount of, like, copy-paste I can do of audio clips? You know what I mean? Right. Like, could I get a recording of the actual actor saying Penny Can, or would that get, like, flagged by some Google algorithm? Right. And we would get, like, a cease and desist letter and, like, a bill for, like, a million dollars for, like, the 
number of people that heard that particular sound clip without us paying some exactly kind of like it's kind of like singing happy birthday yeah although i heard that one expired uh yeah i did hear that okay so uh i'm gonna i guess i have three see now i feel like i've been condemned right this is probably like six hours of movie watching and i could use that six hours to learn laravel all right well i'll go watch these we'll have something to talk about on the next show okay so i bought the godfather I think that's all we have for this episode, right? That is correct. So that's the end of episode five. Stay tuned for episode six, the episode where we talk in depth about the movie The Godfather and uh, and other Laravel things. I wonder, will that one be out? Uh, I think the new version of Laravel will be out then too, right? Uh, so we'll probably have some some stuff to talk about there. It may be. might not. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, we think it's going to be out by then. But it's kind of like PHP 7, right? That was supposed to be out by now, but they... They haven't released it yet. I'm not sure. I haven't been keeping up with it yet. I don't think they have. I saw a couple of tweets somewhere that they had pushed it back and people were kind of congratulating them saying, hey, we're glad that you're pushing it back. We'd rather have you push it back and release it to be good than release it to be junk. And then like, you know, everyone gets this bad first impression mm-hmm. of it. So uh, I think Taylor once mentioned, and I thought this was very smart of him, very, uh, very wise. You only get one chance to make a first impression, right? So when you come to the table with something it's good to come to it with the best you can give it i agree with that which is why we got the fancy voiceover announcer for our laravel news podcast right from the very beginning so that's our podcast thanks for listening this concludes this episode of the laravel news podcast if you like the show please rate it five stars on itunes if you have feedback for the podcast please email us at podcast at laravel-news.com thanks for listening So if you're listening to this right now, uh, just a a little tip. We try as hard as we can to respect your time as a listener. And what that means is that we generally record about an hour's worth of baloney. And that gets cut down to about a 20 to 25 minute worth of like usable material. So just to give you any idea how much junk we we get rid of here. So uh, in today's episode, we covered a bunch of stuff. Jack bought a series of movies that is highly recommended. He's going to watch it. And uh, we'll we'll see you all next time. That's an awful ending. That's like one of the worst <laughs> endings to a podcast ever. I feel like you know you and I should do like a song or something. You know, I don't know how to follow that. Um, I think that's really about it. That might be. It. I feel like we're missing something, but maybe not. I think we're good. Oh, man, we only recorded for forty four minutes. Something's got to be missing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not, it's not a podcast if it doesn't go for an hour. Anything else? I guess that's it. We always we always think of it next time. Yeah. Oh, holidays are coming. We talk about holiday stuff. Man, oh man, I need. We need, can we get Ian into some of these podcasts uh, from now on? You know, yeah, you like I'm not movie. one you'll ever okay. want to talk movies with. <laughs> we're not. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. Even, we're not going to bother with that. Um, let's see. So, okay, we. Get, I feel like we need an ending to the show that tells people that we're we're done for the day <laughs>